0: This is The Bullpen on 1027 ESPN with Patrick Osborne and Brandon Elkins. Opinions are welcome at 512-834-1027. Oh yeah, welcome to The Bullpen Monday edition. Patrick Osborne with you. Brandon Elkins out today. In for him, the great Johnny Rude. Oh yes, here we go. It's Monday and oh my gosh, do
1: we have stuff to talk about.
0: By stuff, I mean sports, of course. We do have sports. This is indeed a sports station. It is. The I believe the S in ESPN stands for sports. I could be wrong. It stands for sports. Okay. I think so. Is, is e that, I believe is entertainment. Is that like on a test
1: that we should know as employee ESPN employees? Do we need to know what ESPN stands for? I think Ends so. network. I got that one down.
0: Entertainment sports. See you the P me. The P gets everybody I don't know. I don't professional? Know. We can find that out at Something. some point today. You know, that's the beauty of the internet. We got pretty much every question right at our, our fingertips. I always go to Wikipedia for that, so you know it's true. In fact, it, right, right. Mm-hmm. In fact, uh, I think the internet has killed the dopamine that we would once get from not knowing something, and then six years later, you accidentally find out the the drummer for Prince or whatever, you know, like... We don't have that anymore. It's it's instantaneous. Everything yes, you need no. to know is right there now.
1: When you used to have to do show prep and like do interviews people if you knew you had somebody who was coming on, you were dependent on their manager faxing you pages. Right. To tell you what the
0: otherwise you had no idea what they were up to. Yeah. Yeah, ah, uh, the good old days. And, well, you know, and everything was supposed to be so much easier with the internet. I would argue it's not always computers. Certainly, just spend a uh, uh, you know some time in the line at, at CVS or something. You find out how, how much easier computers have made our lives. I've literally wallpapered a bathroom with CVS receipts. They're so damn long, dude. I know. I know.
1: I mean, it's and like, it's been that way for, for years. years. They just keep going forever and ever. It's insane in a world that cares so
0: much about the environment.
1: I do save a dollar fifty on my makeup, which is cool.
0: Thanks, on CBS. your makeup, CBS shout out. I, I save I I don't know how much it cost on a roll of toilet paper with with those. No, you can just seats. roll them right up there. Man, they were a little rough, but you know, hey, hey, we work in radio. Make we're used to, we're used to Right, applied. right, right. So on that note, welcome to the bullpen. We do appreciate you joining us today. Here, five one two eight three four one zero two seven is the number here in the bullpen. If you'd like to chat with us today, thought we would go ahead and kick off today with a little <laughs> NFL talk, a little Monday Night Football talk, because well, yeah. in the studio today is mm-hmm. a man. Who enjoys his Chicago Bears? Yeah, it, it's almost like I enjoy being the
1: worst of everything in Chicago sports. But <laughs> it is true that the Bears play tonight. Technically, I think it's called football, but. Um, yes, yes. Oh my gosh. The only thing exciting about this game tonight is that the hoodie, Belichick, could break Papa Bear Hallis' record and move into second alone at 325 wins, I want to say.
0: Oh, is it 325? I thought it was like 344. They were, they That's were tied for Shula. Shula's got the record.
1: Okay, I got Shula's right got the record. Yes, they're okay. both stuck right now. Hallis and Belichick are at 324 wins. 324, All So right. it'll be 325. twenty-five. will put him in second place alone. Don Shula, the master himself, he won 347. 347. So the
0: hoodie's going to get there, too. Although he is 70 years old. Well, I, I think I'd I give him at least another... If he doesn't get it this season, I'm sure he'll be back for at least one more. Yeah. One more roll in the hay with his team. So we've got the uh, Bears and Patriots tonight. The 2-4 and four Bears heading to New England, to Gillette Stadium, to Foxborough. It's going to be
1: ugly. It um, will be. If you're a betting person, here you go. Take the under. Take the over for bear punts. And less than 20 points first half.
0: Absolutely take the under. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. All right. So on the one side of the field, you've got these Patriots mired in questions about their quarterback position. Yes, right. Uh, they won their last two games with a backup, outscoring opponents sixty-seven to fifteen in the process, bringing the record to it, three and three. Is it really a quarterback situation with both quarterbacks are pretty good? That's a, that's, what that's I was not about a situation. That's a good thing to have because when Mac Jones comes back, which could happen tonight, could I don't see the Patriots improving anymore with him back necessarily. No,
1: but I mean either way, and they're going to have it's going to be. It's a good situation problem to have in that by saying you have two quarterbacks that are good, right, right, and are can, able to. And by the way, I know we're going to talk Bears a little bit, but Cooper Rush, congrats, man, he did a great job. Yeah, Dak's back, and if you watch the first half of that game, you are like, mm, is he back too soon? We'll talk about that. A little question. rust, yeah, 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 knock a little of the rust off. I would take a rusty Dak over a, a healthy Justin Fields any day. Yeah, Justin Fields, what's going on with him, man? I've said this before. I don't want to be listening to, and I pay money so I can watch the Bears game. I know. <laughs> It's not fun. It's not easy. It's expensive, just to hear them every time he throws the ball. Say he lobs the ball, and he, he doesn't throw the ball. He lobs, and he is he's lobbing the ball. Yeah, yeah. They're 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 looking a little
0: lackluster. I was
1: going to say Papa Bear Ellis might roll over in his grave watching this tonight to see if Belichick takes him, but he rolled over like before the preseason
0: started. So yeah, yeah. So can the Bears score points tonight? That's that's a question I have. I would say under 10. Under 10. That's good. I mean, for for four quarters, under 10. you you're And
1: if you 10. want to reference why, two weeks ago, Thursday Night Football. Yeah, well, against the Commanders? Yeah, watch the highlights of that Was game. that two weeks ago or was
0: that last week? That's two weeks, I think. Wow. Weeks. Or was yeah. it last? No, last week. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was last. Because he got yeah. a little mini buy because of that. That's right. Yeah. 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 All right, so uh, quarterback Justin Fields, unable to get really anything going on any sort of consistent to be fair, basis. He doesn't really have any targets. I mean, when your number one wide receiver is Dariel Mooney, I mean... That's part of the reason they're second-worst team in the league in scoring. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and uh, I, he, he had an okay t- showing against the Vikings, followed by a pretty dismal showing against the Commanders, mm-hmm. uh, when they scored a whopping seven points, sacked five times. Uh, so the numbers not really boding well for another primetime matchup here, I, I would say. Yeah, I was listening to uh, Jason and CJ
1: talk, and they are talking about their Survivor League, and they need the Patriots to win. Yeah, I think they're okay. Yeah. I think they're going to be just fine. Yeah, I, I think so, too. The only thing I've got going for me this week or this year is that the Packers look just as bad. Yeah. Now, if you ask Aaron
0: Rodgers, oh, you're going to get a swear word first. You will. You will. Yeah. No. I mean, they are not looking very good. And in fact, I pulled something here about this. Uh, Here we go. Uh, Three straight losses, all when they all when they were favorites, Uh, and perhaps their most dangerous opponent up next. And the Green Bay Packers season is rapidly slipping away. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, when, when he was asked after the game yesterday if it feels like the season he could be saved. And you're right. It started out with your GD right at this. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then he went on. You, now, keep in mind, let's not forget that uh, it was what? It was 2016 when the Packers were 4-6, and six and he went mm-hmm. on to say that we're going to run the table, and they did. He's making a similar prediction now. They had a wide receiver then. Right. They had a more active running game. I mean, I
1: think they kept Aaron Jones last yesterday to 31 yards. Yeah. And when you your best wide receiver is Alan Lazard, no offense, Alan, but, I mean, you had Dante, Dante Adams last year. Right. And he can get open anywhere. And even in Las Vegas, Derek Carr can find him the ball. So Aaron's got to be frustrated. The team itself, but I'm so surprised by the defense that's just, you know, They've had such a solid defense, and this year it's... I mean, get me wrong. They've lost now to the Giants, the Jets, and the Commanders. Uh-huh. The Commanders being the worst of it all. I don't know. I mean, well, because the, the Giants with their 6-1 and one now? Yeah, it's weird. You it's can't inflated. Really, it's infl- I mean, it's it a, is. It, I would not guaranteed victory from them any week. But the Jets, I
0: mean, I don't know. Surprised. I was very surprised. The, the, the defense was supposed to be the strength of this Green Bay team, if yes. I'm not mistaken. Yes. It really was. Uh, they've lost consecutive games to team's quarterback by Daniel Jones, Zach Wilson, Wilson Taylor Haneke. Uh yeah. I mean, these, I these, mean are, these are not things that your defense should be proud of. It's, it's
1: the bad time to throw a shout-out, but um, actually the starting uh, defensive lineman, Dean Lowry, for the Packers, went to high school with my daughter. So I know oh, Dean, okay. he's a great guy because I was calling high school football up, up when I was up north still. He's a great guy, so I hate to see him in this situation, but yeah.
0: Well, you know, it's nothing against him. No. But I can't imagine that as a Bears man. You're, a big of, you're much of a Packers man. No, not at all. I'm not a fan of the in Packers. In fact,
1: every time the Bears and Packers play, I have a bet with a friend of mine back in Illinois, and I have lost now eight straight bets. Ouch. Yeah. Well, this may be
0: your year. <laughs> I mean, you know, you know it's going to be
1: three to two. They're going to have it there when, the, when they play the next time. It's going to be bare. No, you know what? It won't because Aaron Rodgers just destroys. He literally he says it. He, he does we own you. He knows he does. He does. It'll yeah. be thirty-two to eight. But have you all already played?
0: Have you played? Yeah, yeah, you yeah, did already like play. That's right. That's season. right. I forgot. That's right. Uh, so tonight, uh, the Patriots expected to, to have uh, Mac Jones back under center, but they could be without uh, Kendrick Bourne a uh, speedy wideout for their for this uh, game against the Bears tonight. He went down with turf toe in week six against the Browns. I still think it's weird that the they're only eight point favorites. They're home
1: against the Bears, the worst scoring, second worst. I'm sorry, second worst scoring team in the league, and
0: they're only eight point under. I mean, are favored by eight points. That does seem a little <laughs> take the over. A little, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, you did mention you mentioned Dak Prescott yes. earlier. And uh, he is back, and uh, his return from that thumb injury that knocked him out uh, for five weeks, I wouldn't say his return was an offensive explosion. I mean, that first half was brutal. Um, it was... He was a little
1: off on his passing game. Yeah. It kind of made me... And then I was kind of flipping back and forth between F1. <laughs> oh, and boy. then, you yeah. know, so yeah. I...
0: Then I turned it back and I'm like, oh, they scored some points. Good to watch. Well, so it, he looked better. He, he looked did. better. Twenty four six victory. I would say that uh, this is against the Lions. I would say he definitely passed the test. Yeah, I felt great. Um, I felt comfortable with everything. Uh, thumb definitely didn't bother me. wasn't a thought in my head. Um, felt like after a few throws, um, yeah, I was I was back into it. Um, and that 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 drive before uh, halftime, um, I felt like I'd, I made a few that just said, hey, we're 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 good to go. Don't think about anything again. And. Um, yeah, so I felt fine, but this is about the team. This is a great team win. Uh, this is what I've been watching for the last five weeks, this defense, the special teams, um, and just us playing complimentary football, and it was just uh, it's just great to be back and be a part of it. So, you know, he had his moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think his first throw, I don't know if you saw, to Noah Brown. Mm-hmm. Bit oh. high. Yep. Um, I did watch the first half. few passes like that were off the mark, but then you saw him thread the needle. Uh, uh, quite a few I'll times too, I mean, CD Lamb and that's Dalton the best,
1: Schultz. That's what I was going to say. That's the best Dalton. He's made Dalton Schultz look, Schultz look great, yeah. and that's what he kind of needs. Because when you just have a CD Lamb, you got to have somebody else who you can throw the ball to. So I was glad to see them getting Dalton back involved again yesterday. And again, kudos to Cooper. He did a great job. Yeah, he did. I mean, kudos more to the defense because this is kind of looking like the 2008 Chicago Bears or the the whatever year that the Ravens won when they had a tremendous defense and a not so great. Quarterback, whether it be Trent
0: Dilfer. you are talking about way back in like two thousand when did, they pl- when they played the Giants in the Super Bowl. the The Ravens. Wait, didn't no, that wasn't the Ravens?
1: No, the Ravens. They were. I was getting confused. I don't remember who they played, but yeah, it was, was the Bears. I think it was two thousand eight when they played Indianapolis in the Super Bowl. They right. had Rex Grossman. Yeah, that rookie card's worth nothing. Anyway, so they had him, and they did have former UT. Rest in peace, Cedric Benson, yeah. as their mm-hmm. as the running back, but he got injured in that game. Mm-hmm. But their defense carried him. That was, of course, when the Arizona, and I can't remember Arizona coach's name on that Monday night game, uh, Dennis Green. Remember he freaked out? I do remember that. Yeah, that's kind of what Dallas has got this year. They've got that kind of a dynamic defense when you've got, you know, Micah. and I mean, there's just, the, the secondary looks good. So, to get a healthy Dak, good things for the Cowboys now.
2: Well, so, here's Mike McCarthy on Dak. I, I think, clearly, you know, to, you know, to be expected, I thought Dak performed better as the game went on. I You know, I think it's... Like anything, you know, it's the first time he's been out there in quite some time. Um, so, but, you know, starting with the command of the huddle and the whole operation, I, I thought he was really on point there. Um, so, you know, handled the adjustments that were going on during the course of the game. So, you know, do, those are the little things that don't show up in the, or the big things that don't show up in the, in the stat column. So, you know, I thought the operation was really good. Um, but, hey, you know, it's, I think it's just like anything, especially at the quarterback position, you come back from a, an injury to your throwing hand. I mean, he just he just he needs reps. He needs to continue to, continue to get the reps. And uh, we'll get a full week this week going into Chicago. I think it will really help him a, a bunch. You know, he's coming out of the Sunday night game with no practice on Wednesday. We're just more throwing routes on there. You know, as much team activity that we can, you know, participate in it's only going to get him back to where where he was coming out of training camp.
0: So the Cowboys mm-hmm. and the Bears are matching up, what, on Sunday? Uh, that would be Sunday. Yes. That would be Sunday. All right. Uh, he he made some pretty good throws though. Uh, four or seven attempts uh, on on attempts on on tight window throws. You know, less than a yard of separation between the defender and the and the receiver. Uh, mm-hmm. Four or seven on those. Uh, the most in a game for the Cowboys this season. And that's the kind of difference I think that you're going to see between Dak and and Cooper. Yes. Who did Cooper? What I think Cooper Rush his his strength was not committing stupid errors that lost the game for the Cowboys. He did just enough. Keep them going. Let everybody else take the ball. I well, was out with Beto and Ed a few weeks
1: back, and we talked about the fact that I don't think the Cowboys asked Cooper to do too much. They kind of kept Cooper in, his, in those first few games. Now, when he played against the Eagles, they had to open up that playbook a little bit, and they did, and they almost pulled off coming back. Right. I mean, so that game impressed me more than anything with Cooper. But Cooper did what they asked him to do, and now that Dak is back, though, they have that dynamic passer who also can run if he has to or can kind of get you... I don't want to say just, you know, on the fly, but can just kind of, if something breaks down right away, he's got some sort of alternate plan. He'll right. find something.
0: Right. And then you get that with the, uh, obviously that comes, I think, with a little, you know, the experience factor as well. Now, uh, you know, on top of just the raw skill. Right. That you get from, uh, but you also mentioned the defense. And I mean, the Cowboys defense has looked pretty incredible. Going into yesterday, the Lions defense on the other side, uh, you know, uh, the scoring offense, I should say, where they were mm-hmm. averaging 28 points a game. Uh, they were the number three scoring offense. Now they're the number nine offense, averaging twenty four point three uh, points a game, and that's because everybody on the defense just is is doing its job yes. on, on Dallas right now. Uh, and one of the most notable players in the uh, who who had yet to record a sack got one yesterday in Sam Williams, the defensive oh, end. I didn't realize he, had he looked had one, great. Yeah. Uh, he actually re- recorded his first career sack and then his second career sack, forcing a fumble and recovering one on the same play. Sack attack looked great. Uh, here's Mike McCarthy, head coach on uh, Dallas defense.
2: That's really part of the fabric, uh, you know. That, that I feel like we've uh, created last year, and, and our defense really just was tremendous here in the second half. So, I um, the ball extraction was obviously a huge factor in the game. I mean, really at halftime, I mean, you just you know, just look at the statistics and the way the game was going. It was, a, it was an even, evenly played game. Uh, the big play um, opportunities were. Pretty equally distributed and ex- executed. So, uh, but the big plays were huge for us in the second half. And Mike McCarthy, there. Uh, did you did you notice a name that
1: was very much thrown out in yesterday's game? As uh, kudos to kudos to hmm. not a player, Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn, defensive coordinator. Yeah, your Dallas Cowboys got a lot of shout-outs yesterday. Now I know it's kind of a Homer thing with Tony Romo.
0: Yeah, but still, I, he's deserving of the praise. Yeah. I, <sighs> And not a lot of people are still sold on McCarthy, and, and we and Brandon and I talked a little bit about that in the past about how McCarthy has hinted at times, and so is Jerry Jones. Both I think believe McCarthy deserves more credit than he's getting, but I think Dan Quinn is getting the the, the credit he absolutely deserves. It's, it's it's not quite as obvious as when Lovey
1: Smith came in to be the defensive coordinator for the Houston Texans. We, right. I mean, that was you knew it was going to be Lovey Claus at the end of the year. You knew Lovey sure. Clause was coming. Sure. I don't think it's quite that way with Dan Quinn, but it's good to know that Dan Quinn is getting his recognition for what he's put together on that defense, and if need be, could step in. Mm-hmm. And with even an, an offense that's not dynamic, could make it work.
0: Yeah, yeah. I good think I, I think that he's absolutely deserving of all the praise, and, and there's a reason that you've heard his name being shopped around you know, for for a head coaching job.
1: Well, think about this. He's 12-5-0 as the Cowboys defensive coordinator. How many games ago did defense really start getting praised? Obviously, when Micah started, because he was fantastic from this very first snap. Sure. But still, Dan Quinn has a lot to do with this. And Mike McCarthy, again. I don't think he's going anywhere. Not this year, probably, because, well, I mean, we'll see how it ends up. But it's good to know that Dan Quinn's there unless another team plucks him. Because he is going
0: back to a head coach other than Atlanta, he will go somewhere. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, 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 there's, there's no question about that. So yeah, so you say it was, it was Romo. You heard heaping a lot of the praise. I on? believe it was. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, that doesn't surprise me. You know, Romo's. I mean, I think there probably would be maybe a bit of a Homer thing there as well. Yeah, no, yeah but it's fine. I mean, certainly he's absolutely Quinn would, is absolutely deserving of it. The rule of thumb in broadcast. Especially when you're doing a broadcast, you're not supposed to
1: show favorites. But when you played for that team your entire career, of course you're going to slide a little bit of that course. way. It, it of course. It's, it's only it's only natural. Yeah. I we're, mean, unless you're Troy Aikman, you. and then you'll just rip on the, the
0: Cowboys whenever you feel like it. Yeah. Troy's Troy. we will rip on anybody. Have some eight beer. I like it. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. So i uh, got to take a quick break here. Stick around in the bullpen. Coming back, we got some more football talk. Jerry Jones addressing that heated exchange with Robert Kraft recently at the Ooh. owner's meeting. We may or may not have exclusive audio from them. Ooh. You might want to stick around for that. Also, uh, Tom Brady weighing in on uh, the fact that they're not too happy there in Tampa Bay right now. <sighs> That's just brutal there, too. And your Houston Astros remain undefeated in the postseason. It is Patrick Mack almost four games away from $75 million. Biggest payout in sports betting history. 512-834-1027 is our number here in the bullpen. Give us a call. We'll be right back. This is The Bullpen with Patrick and Brandon on 1027 ESPN. And welcome back to The Bullpen, Monday edition. Patrick Osborne, Johnny Rude in with you on this Monday afternoon. Let me turn my microphone on. That works really well when I do that. Is it raining out yet? Well, I don't know about yet. I, know, I think we had like a 20% chance uh, this morning, 25 this afternoon, and then by the evening I think it jumps to like 85%. Yeah, I don't know if it's raining are, yet. Some storms are supposed to come tonight. By the way, we asked because... We literally have no windows in this studio. Yeah. And I've been inside the, the windowless building since yes. like three this morning. Yes. So I, yeah. So you I have I to be an executive you. to have an
1: office with a window. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. you're like us, you don't get to see the day of light. Yeah.
0: Literally, because we get here before it's light and we leave after it's dark. Yeah. We're down in the trenches, man. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, them's the breaks. This is the life we've chosen. Absolutely. Huh? The life we've chosen. So before the break, we were uh, talking a little Cowboys football. And uh, as we've reported recently, Cowboys owner Jerry Jones. Had a bit of a run-in with Robert Kraft. Just a bit. Recently. A uh, disagreement. Right. This was uh, all 32 NFL owners had convened for uh, open negotiations for NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell to receive a new contract. Uh, Jones and Kraft reportedly exchanged words that included some profanity on Jones' behalf. And, in fact, here in the bullpen, we have obtained exclusive audio Oof. of uh, this uh, this little heated exchange here.
3: I told you, man. I told you. Don't f- Oh,
0: man. I yeah, that, He sounds... I got to hear that again.
3: Like, I told you, man. I told you. Don't f*** with me.
1: Uh, I, mean, I know when he gets upset,
0: he does sound like
1: Scarface. He it's did. a true thing. Jones I've seen it.
0: F- it does happen. He sounds mad. He sounds like he's about to blow... Yeah, like shoot some guy. I think he might. I mean, oh,
1: man. Robert Kraft. And, of course, now they voted for that, except Jerry was the only one. It was like 32 to 1. 30, 31, for, to one. 31 to 1. 31 to 1. I'm adding teams now. Um... <laughs> Just because, he's so so, it's something Jerry's very passionate about, obviously. Now, he walked back because when Robert said, excuse me, right. he didn't say it the same way the second time. But yeah, he did drop the F-bomb the first time. He did say, he don't F did. with me. He did. He dropped yeah. it the first time. But then when he was asked for clarification, he he kind of walked it back a little bit. What did he say? He
0: left that part out. Yeah, he don't just, mess yeah, mess with yeah me. don't mess with me. Yeah. yeah. Which, you
1: know, don't mess with Texas. It makes sense.
0: I guess, so I guess uh, in, uh, in his appearance on 105, a recent appearance on 105.3 The Fan up there in Dallas uh jones actually did address this situation
3: i've just gotten used to the fact that uh, uh when you're saying something uh it's highly likely that it could be uh being recorded or it could be uh, uh being heard and <laughs> will be repeated and that's Oops. in various things and uh, uh i've just gotten used to that so consequently uh i really don't say things that uh, it's almost like every time i'm talk that's like talking to you guys over the area and uh, yeah you still can't uh, curse so that that goes nope. with it uh, uh uh the interest or the uh uh if you will the awareness that uh, i have um, uh creates um, you know a lot of look-see uh and uh, uh so in answer to your question it's not surprising to me or frankly, disappointing to me that anything that's said in a meeting that you would think would really have a lot of real exclusivity or really uh, protection uh, so that you could really express your feelings. It's not surprising to me that it's out and would get out.
0: All right. So mm-hmm. I, normally, if we had more time, we would have gone through it to edit because that's that that is a, a dime a dozen run of the mill Jerry Jones cut right there.
1: Yes. And I've said this before. I think working at that radio station is the easiest gig you'll ever have because you ask one question, Jerry will talk for 10 minutes.
0: Right, right, and then you go to you go to break, yeah. come back, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but it, in a nutshell, what I heard amidst all this uh-uh and, uh, and word salad was how dare they leak something that was exclusively for the ears of billionaires. For as much as he jumps in front of a microphone anytime he can, for
1: him to say... Yeah, I think it's, you know, it's kind of just you have to realize in this day and time that you're probably going to. Yeah, you absolutely are, Jerry. You yeah. don't think when you're at the owner's meeting, someone's going to have something going?
0: I'm surprised there's not more of that out there. Uh, you know what? Considering all the money that goes just, just in the pockets of those 32 men, I, I'm surprised there is not more uh, vitriol and, and backstabbing. And just slimy I – mean, and there may be games and, being played we don't know about. Well, it is – I'm sure there are. I mean,
1: there are starting to have that way with them trying to get – Dan Snyder. Dan Snyder out. Yeah. Robert Ursay,
0: big last week talking about wanting that guy out. Yeah, and uh, you're not really hearing much else. Yeah, or, I mean, from anybody else, I should say. Uh, Jim Ursay clearly is not afraid to say what no. needs to be said. Either. No, he,
1: he, he didn't just double
0: triple down. He said it like four times. Yeah, He's not – and – Here's the thing. It was kind of glossed over because
1: Jerry dropped the F-bomb on what he was talking about with Robert Kraft. We just it just kind of slipped through the radar that Roger DeGale is just going to get another huge contract increase. Well, that's and Jerry's problem. I mean, that's the thing. I that's mean, where his sticking point is. I mean, uh, there's been issues with Roger for a long time, and they
0: just 30... I mean, he, Jerry's the only one that said no. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, it, it's clear to, to me that 31 owners want Goodell to stick around for the yes. foreseeable future. And when you look at what he did, a lot of them like what he's done. He's Sixteen years, he's aided in the process solidifying a new ten-year collective bargaining agreement. He's added a seventeenth game. Uh, he established long-term broadcast deals, and he ensured that the COVID season twenty twenty didn't have any games canceled. Uh, but the league is mired right now in a myriad of of injury situations yes. and player safety concerns. Uh, with a big emphasis right now on concussions and and head problems, and indeed. I think
1: it's very much also. I mean, yes, that's a that's a lot of list of accomplishments that they just lift they just listed off right there. Let's not also keep. He's very owner friendly too. He is. he's not one to like jump out at the owners. You see him in the press boxes or in the you know luxury booths all the time. He makes like three games. Seems like every weekend he's at three games. Right. So he's very very user or owner likable because he's he's very
0: friendly towards them. Right. Uh, and and you mentioned the Commanders game uh, or, or the the Commanders team. Did you happen to watch the Commanders game yesterday? No, no. no. Did you hear about the chance from the crowd?
1: Oh, I can only imagine.
0: Uh, so th- there were multiple chants from the crowd. This one actually here is one I clipped. This was post game uh, a- a- during a post game interview. But listen what the crowd's yelling here. You
2: know, I came in prepared. You know, to get myself back healthy. <laughs> you know, so I can you know have an opportunity like
0: this. You make it sound easy. <laughs> sell the team. I like and, the pregnant
1: pause there. But I know. For
0: the, for the female, she comes in, she's like, I'm just going to hold for a second so they can clearly hear what they're chanting. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, Commanders, multiple times, Commanders fans made it clear they want they want the team sold. Uh, Tanya Snyder came on to for a public service announcement on the Jumbotron during uh, the game against the Packers. Chance started to, uh, sell the team. Mm-hmm. And then uh, a number of fans, they, they brought their sell the team signs with them. Some of them were wearing sell the team shirts. Uh, and then you heard the the, the chance again there uh, in the post game, uh, the, the, and that was the, after Dan, a victory, right? <laughs> Th- they got all kinds of problems there. In well, DC I mean, no, right I now. mean, Dan Schneider has just
1: really taken it to a whole nother level. And if I was a fan of Washington, like I wish the McCaskies would sell the Bears, but I have way less issues with them than I do with Dan Schneider, and I don't even like the Commanders. He's slimy, man. He's yeah, he's he's shady. He, he is he's shady. He got the dirt he wants to blow up the league. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. you start saying that and then you wonder
0: why Dan Ursay is going to get up and go. Yeah, this guy's got to go. And, and, and it's just sad that that Ursa is the only one with the spine to actually straight enough Wait, to actually I understand that there are they're waiting for some report. I understand. As soon as that NFL report comes out, supposedly then more owners are going to be on Ursay's side. I think that's in theory what they're saying. I think Ursay, because Ursae was asked, you know, uh, well, what about all this dirt that Snyder says he's got on you and everybody else? I said, I don't care. Let him, let him come out with it. He's one of the few who's probably not afraid of it. I think a yeah, lot of I them mean, are, are, aren't coming out because they are afraid. You know, they've got that, that – uh, those – those photos of one of these owners in a hotel room at 2 a.m. with somebody, you know, he shouldn't be with, something like that. And Kraft is going, hey, everybody knows my juice. Right. Everybody knows my stories. Right. <laughs> so I'm good. You guys do what you need to do. Yeah, th- those are the perks of being Robert Kraft right. right there. Everybody yeah. knows your dirty laundry yeah, yeah. already. So, yeah. Uh, but we'll, we'll see what happens with that. But I, I just, uh I personally think it's time It's time for Snyder to go. Time for the commanders to to and fall into new hands. If they do vote,
1: and he because I think they said they had to get twenty two vote. That's the minute, minimum that would be the vote. Twenty two or twenty
0: four, something I mean, maybe
1: twenty four. But do you realize if that happens, he's not going to go down without a fight. And of even if he's not. voted out, it's not going to be like oh the team sold like that. He's it's it's going to get sticky. It's going to get messy. Well, and he, I'm kind of looking forward to it because one, I'd like to see him go as the owner. And I just kind of want to know what else is out there. Well, it certainly would give us something to talk about here. Heck, yeah. Sports radio, thats we would have feasts. We would eat that up. Especially if you're a station that talks football 24-7 yeah. all year and it's not the season, you're going to have plenty of material. Oh, that's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I think that uh, a guy like him, or any of those owners for that matter, they certainly, you know, they got a couple of bucks in their pocket to retain a high-powered lawyer. You know, the Rusty hardens of the world. They're all billionaires. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. It'll be fine. I, I think you're right, though. It, it may be very interesting and, and quite entertaining to watch mm-hmm. this all play out. Uh, the Texans, Houston mm-hmm. Texans, unfortunately off to a, 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 a subpar start, maybe a bit of an understatement this Again, year? not very disappointing. Kind of expected. I mean, they have infamously just gotten rid of
1: their best players for no real players in return. Mm-hmm. And, by the way, the players are still, with the exception of maybe Watts, but he was kind of at the end of his career. But, I mean, all these players are still... Contributing to the teams they went to, and really, the Texans kind of got nothing for these players.
0: All they've got right now really going for him consistently is that rookie running back, Damian Pierce. Yes. That kid is amazing. He's amazing. He's great. And, you know, they've they've been fortunate that quarterback, serviceable, mm. but they just don't have anything. I mean, oh, it's just, I well, don't know. So it, here's here's the side that you bring up the quarterback, uh, Davis Mills, mm-hmm. which I've been pretty harsh on Davis Mills here in the bullpen. I, I, I do not cut him much slack because I expect much more. Uh, he eclipsed 300 yards in passing for the first time this year, 28 to 41 yards, 302, uh, 302 yards, two touchdowns, and they lost. So yeah. the first time that Davis Mills has a pretty good game, Texans can't pull it out. So now what, uh, 1-4-1, and I believe, is their record on the season now. Yeah, well, they've got the tie, which was the first game of the
1: season. So, I mean. Yeah, against Colts. I, 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 I expected not them to be great this year. I didn't expect them to be this bad. Yeah. Um, and as much as I, I don't really care for Lovey Smith, you don't just, like Lovey? I, I love Lovey. Lovey Claus. I'm a big I, fan of Lovey. And it's not just because when he was a Chicago Bear or head coach there, it just, he's kind of got that laid back, I don't know. There's just something about his coaching style that, for me anyway, it's like I want my coach to have some passion. Yeah. And I want them to, if something's wrong, to address it. And that's what Lovey Claus is just kind of always that same level keel. That's great if that's like your eighth grade teacher. Cool. Mm-hmm. But if you want someone who to get you to the playoffs or to... If you get to the playoffs, I mean, what kind of speeches is he going to give? You know, is he going to get up there and give like a, how about them Cowboys? No. Or is he going to be like, hey, guys, you know, go out and try your best.
0: Well, I'm, look I'm, at my beard. <laughs> he does have a great beard, by the way. No. Great, as a white, beard guy, yes. Great white beard, yes, as a beard yeah. man. Here's Lovey.
3: Offensively, we saw signs of what we can be. Defensively, just didn't play well enough. Kind of simple as that. It hurt when you lose Malik Collins, but... Um, I thought first half-wise we were in pretty good shape, but uh, second half didn't do what we needed to. They got the run going. Of course, Jacob, was a heck of a back, but um, you know, breakdowns, tackles uh, just weren't physical enough. At the end, there's a lot of things. Got to get him a lot of credit for that. It doesn't help uh, when you miss a field goal, too. Left points on the board there. So they definitely deserve to win today. Um, we've uh, played a lot better than we did. But, uh, we'll keep pushing on. We get a chance to go into our division next week, but right now, of course, there's a lot of disappointment, yeah, a lot of disappointment, of course. See, again, there's just that kind
1: of that there's no urgency in his voice. It's kind of like, yeah, I mean, we played good. we should have won. yeah, like, we, there's we played it like, all right the there's first half. Not like half, okay. yeah, he's like, you know, and he's blatantly saying, all right, first half, okay, second half, we weren't there. okay, coach, what are you gonna do to make it to your team is ready to play a whole h- four quarters?
0: Yeah, there's nothing there. yeah, okay. hey, we'll try again next, yeah, I've I been here, you know, it's like, uh you, you the same inflection on uh. Uh, yeah, we had a hell of a game. We, uh, you know, uh, six Russian touchdowns. It was great as opposed to, uh, yeah, a lot of disappointment. That yeah, yeah. is the exact same inflection. Yeah, so there's yeah, no yeah. inflection and it's, you watch him on the sidelines. He just kind of,
1: yeah, he's watching the play and I don't know. I just, not that he's got to be the most passionate guy, but I'd like to see something. That's why I hated Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler was the same thing. Probably one of the best talented arms you've ever seen, but it didn't matter if he threw a touchdown pass or an interception. He had that same look on his face. Mm-hmm. And that's the same thing with Lovey. It's just they just don't have the passion that I think you need to play
0: professional sports. I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. Uh, and and uh, I, I like Lovey Smith a lot, but i I would give you that. I think he's a great coach. but yeah, I have nothing I, personal against him. I mean, personally, I
1: think he's a nice guy. I've actually met him. I've talked to him.
0: He's, he's a nice, nice guy.
1: guy. He's just he just doesn't have the passion for it. He's from Chicago, Chicago, right? I don't know if he's originally from there. I, I, after he, he left Chicago, I didn't he, well then he went to the University of Illinois. To rebuild the Illini, that didn't really work. But, I mean, he's always found work. And I it, I think it was pretty obvious when the Texans brought him in, because he's not just defensive coordinator. He was also the assistant head coach. Mm-hmm. Writing was on the wall. And then, oh, Houston's bad. Let's get rid of the – and look who we've got. Right. So, yeah, I, I think – but I don't see – I just don't see him taking him to the next level. And I like – I'm not necessarily a Texans fan, but I don't mind them. I'll watch the games.
0: I'd like to see them do well. Yeah. I, I, I will uh, go to my grave missing the Houston Oilers. I agree with that, too. Yeah. yeah. The, the Love You Blue. And the yeah. Bump, the powder holes. blue. Love You Blue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I miss those. I miss the song.
1: Houston Oilers. Uh-huh.
0: See, I remember. I was up north. And I remember and there's that a, song. there's a classic video of the Oilers returning uh, to the Astrodome uh, as, as everybody. I, th- I think they'd lost, actually, but but the, the city of Houston didn't care. Yeah, they're all just everybody's just screaming that song at the top of their lungs. Good old days. Good, good days. Good old days of football. Bum Phillips. A bum Phillips. Yeah. Hey, uh, what do you think of the Bucks? What's going on with them? Wow. I mean, I didn't see. I mean,
1: <laughs> they nailed it on the head. CJ and and, and Jason this morning. They didn't have a Carolina didn't have a quarterback. They didn't have a running back. They got rid of the best player on their team, and the Bucks only scored was it three or six points? Uh. It,
0: yeah, three. Yeah. 21-3 to the Panthers yesterday. Ugly to a team that r- really should not have been in that game. And guess who's not happy about this? Oh, Tom. Yeah. No one feels good about where we're at. No one feels good about how we played or what we're doing. So we're all, gotta, we're all in it together, man. We've got to go pour ourselves out of it. Yeah, you got a lot of work to do. They were touted as one of the best offenses in the league. they gone from averaging 31.43 offensive points a game uh, to 16.71. 27th in the league.
1: Interesting thing that was brought up, too, earlier, and it kind of has me thinking now. Could Tom possibly
0: retire before the season's over? Uh, You know, the only reason I would say yes is because he looks sick to me right now for some reason. He's always like, and I hate to keep going back to
1: this whole passion thing, but he would call his teammates out on the field. If if he if they weren't doing something yeah. right, you could see him in their faces. Not yeah. in a bad way, to that a couple weeks he ago. He was pumping these guys up. But yeah, lately, it, I mean, a couple weeks ago, but it's, it's not, the fire doesn't seem to be there. And I don't know if it's trouble at home or whatever. Yeah, it's because he lost Giselle. Is that official? It seems like every other, sometimes says yes,
0: sometimes says no. Hard for um, me to feel bad for this guy, though, who's... Who, who you know? He's lived one second of his life better than my, all however many years God's going to give me. In my opinion, right now he's Brett
1: farving it. He he wants he should have gone when he was at his prime. He wants to go one more year, and that's when Favre went to the Vikings and just got
0: destroyed. Yeah, I mean just destroyed. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, you know, I I, I don't know. I, I I would probably I would be surprised. If we saw a uh, a, a mid season, I I wouldn't be totally surprised. But he is uh, he is uh, relatively speaking an old man, so you know. Not relatively, I mean just in general. That's well. I mean he's, I'm right around his same age. But you know, relatively for the league. Because if you call me an old man right now, I might have to disagree. There are head coaches that are younger than him. That's true. Isn't that weird? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of which, uh, what's his name? Uh, Dolphins. Mike uh, Mike McDaniel. Yeah, is he younger? Because he looks like he's younger. He I want to say he sounds like thirty six like or thirty seven. Sounds like he's taking a rip off the bong every time he talks. Yeah, that's possible. It is yeah. Florida. Yeah, uh, got to a quick break here in the bullpen. Stick around. Uh, where the Astros have clenched head of the World Series against the Philadelphia Phillies, a team nobody expected to show up there. That and a little Longhorn talk. Some reaction from head coach Steve Sarkeesian on that tough loss over the weekend. Give us a call. 512-834-1027 is the number. We'll be right back. This is the Bullpen with Patrick and Brandon on 1027 ESPN. Hitters count. Pena, three and one. And he swings and lifts one in the air deep to left field. He'll watch it fly. Jeremy Pena, one swing of the bat, and the Astros tie it at three. Mm-hmm. Pena's third home run of the postseason. Welcome back to the bullpen on this Monday. Patrick Osborne, Johnny Roode with you, and Jeremy Pena hitting another I'll home you, run it for it the is, Astros.
1: Seems like since they've got into the playoffs, you name a different person every day, and that's your new hero. They're living and dying by the home run for sure. That is a very true statement. A good friend of mine who's a huge, watches every game, Houston Astro. He was telling me before the season, the series. He's like, "Bring on Yankees!" He goes, we've owned them this year, dude, no doubt. And I mean, they've just been
0: dominant this whole off season, pre- se- postseason. They've owned you. them. I mean, really, in the playoffs for the past several years. Yeah, I, I think. I don't think it was in this so many words, but uh, Costas Bob Costas. I basically alluded that that Houston is New York's daddy. Pretty much. I mean, it's almost to the point where they
1: are like the Houston Astros could say that they own the Yankees. Like, you know, they could go even a little bit, you know, Aaron Rodgers with the Bears on that one because they do. I mean, that and these games are just don't blink because you don't know. I mean, first of all, you got against St. Louis, they go two full games to decide it. They go 18 innings. Oh, you're talking about the Astros? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Astros and the uh, um, The Mariners. Mariners. Yes. You said Cardinals. Oh, Cardinals. Yeah, my bad. Which was, that was a Phillies. Yeah, another Midwest thing. Phillies who knocked him out. So, yeah, it was just a, so, but then again, you can just see it
0: change in a heartbeat. So, I mean, it's exciting to watch. A loop and a blast, as they say, is all it takes. That sounded like my Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> so the Astros uh, really making going to the World Series look easy now. As they're headed Oof. to, uh, what is this, the fourth ticket to the World Series since 2017. Yeah, four in the last six, I believe it is. Mm -hmm. They uh, remain undefeated in this postseason, the only team uh, after defeating the New York Yankees 6-5 last night. Yankees down to their last three outs. Ryan Presley, the Astros closer, has got two saves already in this LCS,
2: fitting that the Yankee season is now in the hands of Aaron Judge. He's carried him all year. Will this be his last at bat in a Yankee uniform? Judge
0: on the ground. Presley's got it. Easy flip. Ball game over. And the Houston Astros win the American League pennant. The Astros
1: are going back to the World Series. Back-to-back seasons for the fourth time in the last six years. Fourth
0: time in six years. Congratulations, man. But, and I like the fact
1: that it's kind of, a, if, if they've been so good at getting to the World Series, it kind of takes the sting off the whole cheating scandal. Well, if they gotten, it's legit if, now. If they only Yes, if they only would have done it the one time and got caught for the cheating thing, it would have been like, ah, they won, but did they? Right. The fact now that they're coming back repeatedly, it's like, a, yep,
0: we did have a little mess up, but you know what, we're back. Yeah, I, I mean, I I can't, I can't condone what they did in 2017. No, it, it was one of the bigger disappointments I've experienced in sports when I realized I still believe that they legit, because you can't, I mean, all, all that cheating didn't happen on the road. They no, still right. beat uh, Dodgers uh, when when was necessary on the road, but I was very disappointed, and it never felt fully legit. This, this run, even if they don't make it to the, uh, you know, even if they don't leave with a ring. Even if you know ahead of time
1: something's coming, that doesn't mean you're going to hit it or you're going to be successful hitting it. So I I get that. But I'm so glad that it's just, you know, it is now Houston. You think of them as a playoff team. You think of them as being in the World Series. Now, if you're thinking you're Mattress Mac,
0: you're thinking, I need four more games. Yeah, that's all it's going to take. Four more until the biggest possible, the biggest payout in sports betting history. Which we talked about this off
1: the air. And I know it's $75 million. And that's a heck of a lot of money. But to think that that is the largest ever seems small to me. It does. In a day and age where we're living with billion dollar powerballs yeah. or just random, like the one now is like 562 million, 75 seems small for the biggest of all time.
0: Well, I mean, considering that the, the amount of the, the number of whales that have made their way, yes. say, in and out of Vegas over the years, uh, just as, as, as an example, yeah, 75 million, you would think at least somebody had hit that. And match, I know that, Jim McInville trying to become the first guy ever. And maybe there is a larger number, but now they're specifically doing this in sports gambling.
1: Yeah. Sports book Could be. So maybe that's what the limitation legal. is. i, I got to think somebody's lost more than
0: $75 million, or won more than $75 million. Yeah. How'd you like to be the bookie on that one? You know, yeah. Probably make a, a little piece a of that. Penny. A little piece. So uh, Astros now moving on to the World Series, uh, and there are questions as to whether or not Aaron Judge may stick around with the Yankees. I think he probably will, but he enters free agency. I, I don't see any. I mean, I'd love to see him go somewhere else, like Boston. Or it's very possible that uh, two Aaron's might be leaving the Yankees. Boone, Baron Boone, too. Yeah, yeah, it is very possible. So we'll uh, definitely something to keep an eye out for on that. Now, over in the National League, did you see this Bryce Harper home run? I was
1: so happy for Bryce because when he left the Nationals and he went to the Phillies, it kind of left sour taste in some people's mouths. I laughed. I laughed but, when the Nationals went to the World Series without him. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was like poetic justice. Yeah. But then, so and he's done
0: okay in Philly, but he hasn't been like the man. He like, hasn't been the Bryce that we right, used to know. Right. So it was good to see that he did what he did. So uh, the Phillies are are now uh, headed to the World Series as well after uh, this m- massive hit from. Bryce it was Hart. a long home run. This was this was a big one. Two
1: balls, two strikes to Bryce Harper. Suarez delivers. Swing and
3: a drive. Left field. It's deep. It's going. Yes. And it is gone. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. It is Bedlam at the bank as Bryce
1: Harper has put the Phillies on top. Are you
3: kidding me? Oh His 10th career home run of the postseason. And he may never hit a bigger one.
0: As you know, being a baseball man yourself, uh, we love our uh, our records and unique accomplishments mm-hmm. in baseball. And here's one for you. The Phillies are now the first sixth seed team to reach a World Series. Yeah, and they're on fire right now. They are. Um, they, entered, it, they entered the playoffs at 87 wins on this expanded uh, playoff structure.
1: I've always noticed that it seems like, whether it's NFL or in, the, in Major League Baseball, the team that's red hot at the end... Has a great chance of winning everything. You see it in the Super Bowl. You see it in in baseball. Sure. And so, as much as I think Houston's probably got a great,
0: these guys are coming with a head of steam. Absolutely. Well, and and so they 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 snapped what was the longest World Series drought. I believe it's thirteen years okay. since since they've been. Uh, so, but listen, I mean they they've got a star laden roster, and they knocked out the Cardinals in the Wild Card Series. They upset the one hundred and one win Braves. And the LDS. Mm -hmm. Now they've knocked out this Padres team, which was pretty stacked. And I still argue if they had Fernando Tatis Jr., probably would have at least put up more of a fight. If not actually beaten the Phillies. Uh, But they swept all three NLCS games they played at home uh, in front of that just absolutely electric, boisterous Citizens Bank crowd. Yeah, I, I like Philadelphia baseball. As much as this was a great story for Bryce, I was reading this
1: in the article. And is this something that he actually did or is this for effect? It says as Harper walked up to the on-deck circle, he had some words for his hitting coach Kevin Long. He said, "Quote,
0: let's give them something to remember." <laughs> Unquote. So it's like, uh, kind of like in, in, in a a rougher on the edges, Ruth calling his shot yeah, sort like of situation. It's kind of
1: like the natural, you know. he's like not necessarily pointing at the wall, but it's a, if he
0: said that, that's cool. I and mean, then he broke the scoreboard. Maybe he knew what pitch was coming, like a Houston Astro. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, it was it was. Uh, it was it was one of those magical baseball moments. It
1: was that it was, I mean, oh,
0: unless a you shot. absolutely yeah, I mean unless you absolutely hate the Phillies, it was it was hard to not not feel good for them last night. It was so much of a gone home
1: run that I don't even think the, the outfielder really even turned around. It was just everyone knew it left the bat.
0: It was gone. Well, at first it, when it the contact it didn't. And and the the initial launch angle just from the camera, it didn't. It looked like it was going to be a high pop out to left field, and then it just kept going mm-hmm. and going. It reminded me actually of a Carlos Correa home run that he hit in the series back in uh, I think it was Game Five of the series against the Dodgers in 2017. And this thing, I mean, I thought it was just going to get stuck in the rafters at Minute Maid Park because it kept going up and up, but it also kept going and going and ended up. In the Crawford boxes. It was the same kind of home run there. It was just, it was a high home run. It was great to see. So, congratulations. World Series kicks off Friday. Houston Astros will host the Philadelphia Phillies. There it is. I mean, I would kind of, I would love to see Houston win, obviously. Philly wins. I'm not going to be mad. No, no. Well, I I won't be happy, but I I won't be mad that it was Philly who won. Right. Now, it, I, it, you know, if it had been L.A., I, I'd have been mad. Right. Pissed both ways, that they won Agreed. and that it was L.A. Yeah,
1: if it would have been a, a
0: Yankees-Dodgers World Series, I would not have watched. I would have watched. I would have watched. I would have watch. yeah, watched, but yeah. You've been like me. You you watch, and you would have been uh, it, it was a snark comment no matter who's up to bat, no matter right. who's on the bump. Right. Just, yeah, Ah, oh, Yankees-Dodgers, we hate right. them all. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I'm with it. Uh, so uh, as uh, we approach the end of the uh, of today's show here, have you seen uh, some of these new rankings, the uh, AP rankings? I, no, I've not had a chance to see them. College football. Uh, no, that's. Um, a ton of change at the top of last week's poll. Uh, the top six great spots. For Texas. No, it actually looks really bad for Texas. Yeah. Uh, the top six spots remain unchanged. So after a bye week, Georgia still at the top. Uh, Ohio State, their win over Iowa kept them at number two. Tennessee, Michigan, Clemson, Alabama. All no slots. Uh, then we saw some pretty big jumps. Oklahoma State up to number nine. Now from mm-hmm. number 11 after that win over Texas, who is now dropped out of the poll. Yeah. LSU climbing up after their win over Ole Miss. Uh, they went from unranked to number 18. The Rebels have dropped to 15, meantime, with that loss. Uh, first uh, season of loss, that is the largest drop of any team in the pool. Saw Oregon dismantle UCLA. Ducks are now out to number 8. Bruins down to number 11 now. Uh, and then some other risers in the pool. Wake Forest, uh, number 10. Penn State, number 13. And then you saw Syracuse and Kansas State both fall. So uh, a lot, lot a lot of movement in the AP a pool here. A lot of here. change.
1: Not so much in the top five. But, yeah, it's it's a lot of movers and shakers, and it's getting to be that time of year. I mean... Yeah. Longhorns much needed break this week. Did anybody have
0: deja vu from last year after I, watching and lose a 17-point lead? I think so. And in fact, here's a stat. This is a this is a, a CBS sports, an extremely dubious stat. There was never there's not been a worse coach in the clutch when it comes to clutch in college football in the past two seasons than Steve Sarkisian. In the past two seasons. In ten losses over the past two seasons, oh, yeah. as Longhorns have held a lead in seven, including all three losses in twenty twenty-two. Uh, basically, he, he's Sark, Sark. In other words, Sark. There, there's no clutch. Uh, I mean, on this if team. They're, if they're just basing
1: it off of two seasons, I mean, I guess there's some merit there. Well, but, I mean, it's they're ridiculous. not saying it's only, all time. No, yeah, I mean, it's
0: just to go off just two seasons. Well, because that's that's right. he's only been here two seasons. Yeah, and he's still just getting his guys onto the field. But either way, I think you're right. This is a a, a, a needed buy to reset. They yes. need they need to kind of get their mentality back. Uh, Sark, by the way, today he apologized for not uh, sticking around for the eyes of Texas. He, he says that he should have done that, and he didn't do it. But apparently, he was so upset. And it's the little things that endear you to the Longhorn fans. Yeah, absolutely, no mm-hmm. doubt about it. So Longhorns now five and three, three and two in Big Twelve play. Uh, they're behind TCU, Oklahoma State, and Kansas State uh, in the current conference standings pretty much can kiss their uh you know any sort of yeah, I CFP think, I think the birth, you know, I, yeah, I think that I don't really think we'll see anybody from the Big 12
1: in a, in a playoff situation but it's interesting to see a lot of teams
0: still have a shot at the Big 12 yeah uh I think the Texas Longhorns probably hmm, I mean I guess maybe there's a Stranger things have happened. They were favored in all of their remaining games going into Saturday. I don't know if that's going to be the case. It's odd that they—I still think it's odd that they were favored over Oklahoma I State. I thought that that was a, a recipe for disaster. And it—I think it was riding the high of the Red River Shootout. Yeah, which uh, a hack Oklahoma team was no match for this Oklahoma State team. Right. Anyway, that's going to do it for us. I appreciate you sticking around uh, with us today, hey, Johnny I'm Rude. I'm going to stick around because I'm going to help uh, Ed today. Beto, All right. Beto's got a day off today. so 4 to 6, Ed and Johnny Rude. And we will be back tomorrow here on the bullpen. See ya.